Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 27 of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. On today's show, I'm joined by a man who is an absolute fucking legend of a man, just a really nice, good person, Uh, and he's also... I mean, he's different. It's a bit of a departure from some of the previous guests who've, you know, been like, they've already built very big followings. And they've sort of established themselves in their field. He is, uh, in his own words, he's someone who's still on the journey, but he's someone who I definitely get inspiration from because he just is relentless in terms of his positive attitude and relentless in terms of his output, his creative output. Um he's dabbled in music he's got music on spotify he's started a business during lockdown he's got his own podcast his name is kyle david um so go follow at kyle david on instagram before we just get into things you might as well go do that now also at kind products is the uh the business that he started during lockdown um they sell the first product they've created and they sell is uh face masks that say be kind on them and i own one and i can personally attest to the fact they're one of the most comfortable face masks i've ever worn and people are genuine i say this in the podcast people are genuinely nicer to me when i'm wearing it because i think the uh brainwashing of saying be kind is is quite effective um and so yeah that's who i'm joined by on the show today um trying to think what else i'm supposed to say in the intro uh artbyangus.com i keep promising you uh anyone who's listening that i'm gonna update the website it is happening it is happening um just hasn't happened yet okay but uh you know all things in good time um what else yeah share share the podcast with someone send someone a message and say hey listen to this uh fucking leave a review all of that good stuff make sure you're subscribed uh oh what am i even talking about the, this is a completely unrelated tangent, but I'm just buzzing, so I'm going to share with you. I've got a, um, a... Not to detract from Kyle, who's a fucking great guest, and this is a great conversation, super interesting. Um, I've just got another another great guest lined up that I found out right before I started recording this intro, so uh, I'm excited about that. Watch this space. Some, some good episodes coming up in the near future. And in the very near future, like in about 15 seconds time when the episode starts. uh, Oh, one other note that I meant to say is if Kyle a few times refers to Gary, uh, if you're just wondering who the fuck's Gary, is this just some lad these two people know? It is Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V, a.k.a. CEO of the company where I work and just an all-round marketing legend. Um, Yeah, let me just get my guitar. I think we're ready. I think it's time. Well, I'm gonna give it socks for the for the intro music this time, okay? I'm gonna really try. <laughs> this could go horribly wrong. I promise you I won't edit it if it does. We'll all laugh at me together. You ready? <coughs> ah. You ready? Here we go. Am I ready? I think I'm ready. Are we ready? I think we're all ready. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the creative Oh fuck, I said I wasn't gonna edit it. Okay, that was that was poor. Let's try again. Welcome to the creative marketing. Fucking hell. Third time's the charm. I'm gonna it looks like it's getting very loud on the screen of the recording, so I'm moving away slightly. 
Take number three. I'm going to go slightly less aggressive because I'm really fucking this badly and I'm not great at singing. <laughs> Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. That was shit still, but I'm going to do it properly. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. That was better. Fucking let's get into the show. Kyle David, we are live. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Well, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure. Um, I guess I've given a bit of an intro in the intro, but <laughs> following that intro, can you give your own sort of introduction of yourself, who you are, a little bit of your sort of background story? And yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so Kyle David is my name. Uh, I'm currently in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I'm originally from Colorado. I won't go too into those type of details, but uh, so I am, I have my own podcast, as you know, um, I'm, I'm sort of like you It just, uh, I do things that I'm passionate about and I really, uh, am trying to grow several different things at once. I have a podcast, uh, I started a company, um, and I really just want to, my, my mission in life to really simplify everything is I've, I've lived several segments of life, right? I was in uh, restaurant management for a while, corporate restaurants. I've done music, um, but but in everything I do, I do believe life uh, sometimes is in segments, right? You have different chapters mm-hmm. of life. Um, so going from restaurant management to now having a podcast and a company, um, overall, just everything I do, I, I've learned to be intentional and to have purpose behind what I do. So mm-hmm. for to, to really wrap things into just a few minutes, otherwise I'd tell you my whole life story and that's an mm-hmm. hour and a half. Um, I'm a person that is passionate about doing things that impact people. So whether it's my podcast or creating products for my company or just, uh, conversations like this, like there's the other, there's really no, um, end goal to even this conversation other than like connecting with a cool person and having a good Mm -hmm. conversation that's impactful to you, to the listeners. So overall, I'm just a guy out here trying to live my life with purpose and passion and hope that it's impactful at the end. Love the sound of that. To, I guess, like you said, there's lots of different sort of, um, you've lots of different irons in the fire, or lots of different irons in different fires even potentially. So I sort of, I think there's lots of different things to dive into. You you touched on music, so I think that's a good place to start. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about your your music, because I think that's that's one of the the more sort of creative, pure creative things that you pursue, I guess, which is really Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, so music was something that always was just a part of my life. Um, growing up, my grandmother was always big into music, so there was always classical music playing and jazz music was mm-hmm. something she loved. Um, so as a young kid, I remember latching on to jazz music, the horns and the trumpets and the way everything blended together and the, the sound, the, the, the sound of it just hit my ear when I was probably five or six. And I loved jazz music from that day on. I like soft jazz. I like everything under the sun. I just nice. love the sound of it. Um, so that was where I was really introduced to music with, as a kid through my grandmother. Um, and then growing up, kind of trying to figure out, okay, nobody's listening to jazz music. Like what? And that, this was before the internet. Well, I shouldn't say before the internet, before cell phones and Spotify. So I had to listen to the radio. So <laughs> I listened to a lot of the radio. I spent a lot of my time just like hanging out in my bedroom. I was always kind of just a, a solo type guy. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I would listen to jazz radio. And up until about, what was it? So seventh grade, when I was about 13, the jazz station I've been listening to. And every now and again, I would write down words and things that I was like, oh, this could be a cool song. Or, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I never thought anything of it. It was just my young creative mind kind of working. 
And then when I was 13, one day I turned on the jazz station that I always listened to. And lo and behold, the jazz station was no longer there. And in place of it was a hip hop station. And I, I, so I just listened. I was like, what's this all about? I was super sad, but I was also open to, okay, there's some sound here. I like the sound, I like the bass. Well, listen, and that's kind of where my love for hip hop music, it was so random, right? One day the station just changed. (laughs) And I kind of morphed with it. I still love jazz music, but I now love hip hop too. Um, And then it turned into something where in school, learning poetry and going through English courses, I developed uh, a bit of a skill for just writing words. And and so it was always kind of, you know, like Gary Doodles and things. And Mm -hmm. I was always just like writing words and seeing what words would rhyme together. Like, oh, smorgasbord and forgasbord or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then just growing up, it it became something that me and my friends started doing. You know, just high school kids are like, oh, let's rap. Okay, let's rap. And I was always Mm -hmm. like doing decent. And they're like, oh, you're pretty decent at that. So when I uh, hit like right before I was 20, 21, early, early 20s, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. uh, I had a buddy that was doing promos all around town for uh, local uh, just hip hop showcases. Mm -hmm. So at some point I said, hey, man. Let me get into this. Let me get on one of these. And so thankfully, after I pestered him enough, he said, yeah, man, I got one this weekend just for local people. You're local. Come on, try it out. I was giddy as I could be. And that kind of is where my uh, my 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 love for it grew deeper. And you kind of know as an art form, once you become a practitioner of something, your love grows deeper. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can be an observer and participate you know, maybe you draw every once a month and you you sketch or something. But, you know, when you when you start to become more of a constant practitioner, your love and passion starts to grow. Mm-hmm. And so after I got on that stage, I was like, this was it. And I'm sure it was horrible. Right. My, <laughs> my, first, my first time, I remember I asked a guy who was out back. I said, hey, man, can you give me like some tips on like what to do? And he's like, yeah, man, so you want to like hold the microphone like this and like don't don't eat it, but don't have it way out here. And I was like, cool. <laughs> so I, I just remember after that first time uh, maybe as you felt with your painting you feel this like oh my goodness i love this i really Mm -hmm. love this and so i'm 33 now so that was the majority i started doing shows and performing and putting out music in the ways i could right soundcloud i was printing Mm -hmm. cds and giving them to my friends and and that's kind of how things with the music evolved over time and now i'm at a place where i've i was able to leverage spotify a little bit I'm no superstar, right? I'm very low numbers. But for me, just being able to look at Spotify and go, hey, I have four, I think there's like 40,000 approximate streams that I've been able to, that mm-hmm. feels good to me, you know? For and sure. it's nothing huge. And I don't aspire to, at this point in my life, to be uh, a hip hop artist to the world, but it's become something that I love. And maybe like you're painting, I love to do it. And it's cool to see that people have come along and enjoyed it and benefited mm-hmm. from it. And it's been a very good outlet for me emotionally to be able to release negative, positive, whatever type of emotions into the art. And Mm -hmm. as you know, as a painter, and to then let that sit and be right. And so when I listen to it, hopefully, or maybe as you look at your art, you remember the emotions and and how you were feeling. And and that art lives on forever, right? Mm -hmm. Whether my songs on the internet or your paintings, it's just been it's been a really cool outlet that morphed from you know, when I was in my young 20s, I went, I'm going to be a rap star. I'm gonna be... mm-hmm, yeah. And now understanding as an adult, no, that can be a pillar as, as I'm creating these other pillars of my podcast and my business. That can be a pillar that fulfills the emotional, art, creative hobby space for me, you know? Yeah. And then it, because I did realize through music that I, at one point, I put so much pressure on myself 
at a point to to make it a thing that made money and became a career that it started to I don't know you probably understand it started to uh, suck the creativity and the fun out of it because mm-hmm. it just became I gotta be I got to get people to listen I need people yeah. to love the music and as you know as an artist you don't need anybody to love it if you mm-hmm. love the art and you love the music or whatever you're creating you've already won right. Yeah, and then when sure. people appreciate it and have good things to say about it, then then it's almost uh, just a reassurance and maybe not even a reassurance, but uh, it's 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 secondary. Right. If you like it, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm happy about it. But I love it either way. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at at this point. I hope that wasn't too long winded, but that's where I'm no, at no, with no. music is uh, it's become a, a, a love of mine that fulfills a need for me. The, yeah. the emotional expression, the creative expression, it fulfills that need now. So I'm very grateful for that. You touched on the Spotify thing. I guess, I think you know, like the sort of target audience, this podcast is very much creative, sort of early in their journey, figuring out how to market themselves. And I think mm-hmm. one thing, I mean, listen, if it's, if it's as easy as just looking up on YouTube, that's probably the best answer. But like any tips on how to end up getting songs on Spotify, what that process is like, any sort of watch outs or anything like that piece of advice? Mm-hmm. Honestly, man, I, uh, so 2017 was when I really started hearing about Spotify and, and moved away from SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And on my own journey, it's, it's just like you said, it's very basic. I just started Googling and researching mm-hmm. and finding answers. And I typed in, how do I get my music on Spotify? And there was a lot of answers. I, so <laughs> I don't have anything really cool or inspiring. I really believe in uh, the power of the internet and the power of research. Yeah, That's it's really insane how, how like anything you can basically want to learn or figure out it is just a Google search away. 100%. <laughs> it's uh, the magic of the, the modern world. So moving then into, we've touched, you've touched a bit on it, the podcast. So mm-hmm. how did that come about? Where did that sort of, where were the beginnings of that and sort of how did it come to be? Yeah. So uh, I can't, I can't do this podcast with you without giving credit to Gary. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, so I left my corporate job in 2016 to really dive mm-hmm. into music, which is what I thought was meant for me at the time. Um, and I, I was just looking, right. I was just researching on YouTube and Google and just trying to find, uh, inspiration. And I can't even remember how I ran across Gary. Um, but the first video I watched, I was like, this guy's it. I just knew right away. I was like, he's a communicator. He's passionate. Like I just saw myself in him a lot of, or maybe him in me since he's older. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I saw so many things that I was able to latch onto immediately that I needed at that time in my life. Um, you know, I was very much alone. I was living in an apartment by myself, recording music, trying to be in this kind of cocoon, as he says. Mm -hmm. And he was just that voice in my head that, that really opened my mind to this internet. I I can use the internet to find, that's where I started going down and researching. How do I do things? Cause I just heard Gary say, you can build anything using the internet. And because I've been in corporate world, um, I understood the internet, right. But I wasn't big into social media. Mm-hmm. So anyways, all that being said is I, I started listening to Gary uh, YouTube audio. So I would pl- plug him in and I wasn't watching his videos and I would just listen. Um, and then eventually I found him on Apple. But all this while I was like, man, this guy, I feel like he obviously has the gift of communication and speaking. Um, mm-hmm. and, my, and I've always had that gift, not 
to pat myself on the back, we all have different abilities. Yeah. Um, but my parents always were very encouraging of my communication gift. And, and I, I realized at some point, I'm listening to this guy talk all the time. All I'm doing is listening to someone that I enjoy listening to them talk. I like what he has to say. And I'm just, and it was, it was almost mind blowing to me. And it still is when I take a step back and go, even podcasting, all it is, is us listening to people we like speak, right? It's yeah. very simple. It's not this complex structure. It's, I like this man talking and what he has to say. So I'll listen to his words. And at some point it just clicked in my mind. I like to talk. I feel like I have lots of things <laughs> that hopefully would help somebody, maybe not as many as Gary, but I know there's somebody that would listen to me talk about the things I'm learning, the things I'm experiencing, um, and the things that I'm just passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I went, I should do this. I'll yeah. do this. And so then I went down the Google again and went, how do I start a podcast? <laughs> which, which reminds me of uh, your episode of how to start or how to make a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Just, you said, <laughs> would you say you could just make it? Yeah. Like, don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> So how you watched it? Did you? I watched the uh, YouTube version of it today because it was the only one on your YouTube. But I thought I just it's it's I that's one of my favorite ones. I do I listen to your podcast. I really think you're good. I I I love that you are very lax about it. There's (laughs) there's humor, there's comedy, but you're being educational. But you're not trying to be stiff. It's not. It's just natural. So just to throw you a compliment, man, you're doing a great job with the podcast. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. Right back at you. Right back at you. Um, by the way, it. your podcast, Inside the Mirror, is the name of the podcast for anyone who wants to listen, right? Yes, sir. And it's on Spotify. Um, among And all the other good podcast places. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So that 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 thing about how to, start, how to make your first YouTube video, mm-hmm. uh, it's that concept of like how to do your first anything or how to make anything it's it's simultaneously extremely simple because it's obvious it is just do that but then there's all these like mental demons and things like inner voices etc that try and stop you so how do you get to that simple action how do you battle through all of those sort of things that you have to overcome internally in your own mind in your experience because I, I think you're a great example of someone who has like you, you have prolific output you're constantly sort of putting things out into the world and I know that's not necessarily an easy thing and it's a thing that a lot of people fall at the first hurdle because they just can't get that first step taken mm-hmm. um for me personally I have to get again I don't I don't want to sound like I'm copying Gary, but I was blessed with amazing parents. Like I have incredible parents. And it's, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I latch on to him when I heard him start talking about his mother, because my mother instilled in me so many good things. Like I can't, I can't take credit for any of it. Um, but one thing, also my dad instilled work ethic in me and desire. So I think I was very lucky. So to say that first is mm-hmm. I understand that uh, I, I have a situation, people like Gary and a lot of other people, uh, we're very lucky. We're just lucky that we had certain parents that raise us in a certain way. So I can only speak right to, to my experience. But for me, um, the, again, we all have these mental blocks when we want something and we kind of know what to do, but there's just that, that first step and how do I get started? And even once you start, like you said, the mind is sometimes the mind is the, the, the largest battlefield in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. The mind, some, for some reason, there's portions of your mind based on your life experience or what you've seen as success where your mind tells you, no, you can't do this, or you, you, it's, it's too hard. 
or there's no way it's taking too long. Or, or even, even more harmful, I think just do it tomorrow. Yeah. Then then he he realizes it's two years later and you've been saying that for two years. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true, man. I'm glad you said that procrastination, right? We, our fear, but, but us, us procrastinating, right. It keeps us uh, fulfilled, right? Like, Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I have the idea. I'm going to do it. So you don't feel like you're, you're totally not doing it, but it's an excuse. Not executing in my mind is an excuse. And I understand there are nuances to life experiences and where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I have to call because I still have them, right? I've had the podcast for two years and I still have times where I'm like, is this ever going to do what I want it to do? Mm -hmm. And then you have to recalibrate. Why are you doing it? First of all, in my opinion. Uh Oh, Oh. okay. Sorry. I had a phone call. I had a phone call. (laughs) Disrupt me. Um, So, you know, you have to remind yourself for me is why do I do this? Why did I start? I started because I felt like I had things that could benefit other people. So I have to remind myself of why I do it. And then for me, desire is a big, is a big thing. What do I really desire? Do I desire the, the long term? I guess it would go, the better way to say it is long game versus short game, right? Am I okay with continuing to do this for another five, 10 years because I believe in it? Am I willing to sacrifice and not have it make tons of ad money or do whatever or not have the the best guests or right? Mm -hmm. Am I willing to continue to do this for the long term or do I need short term results? Right. Again, it comes back to patience or with anything. Right. Are you willing? Are you do you understand how long things could possibly take to build? You know this. I mean, you work for a company that's I mean, it's built been built very quickly, but Vayner didn't take off the first year. Right. Mm -hmm. It took time. It's still scaling. Right. And so I think with our ideas, we have to be um, practical in, in understanding things take time. And if mm-hmm. it pops off in six months, amazing. But if it takes three years, you have to understand that's part of the process of life, of creating things. So for me, again, it goes back to my why. And then I have to remind myself this patience is key. Um, and, and, and those have to be daily reminders. And like I put out a podcast yesterday, I think something that would help people that struggle with the mental aspect is, is, is uh, instead of looking at this macro, oh my goodness, I must build this giant thing and I want millions of dollars and I want to be the biggest on the planet in whatever I do, just focusing on one day at a time, like put your habits in place and do those things today, right? Like you're recording a podcast today. The, the final result or the final scale of the creative marketing podcast isn't going to happen today, but you yeah. know that. And you're doing today what will set you up for success in the future. And so I don't, I don't know if it's, it's – I, I know it's not easy, but I think when you break things into smaller portions of, okay, today I just need to record one podcast or even write the outline for your podcast. Or if you're an artist, just write down the ideas of what you want to paint this week, right? You ha- just doing one thing today, you know, it's the idea of brick by brick, right? Yeah. Things are built one brick at a time. And, but the mind doesn't like that. We like instant gratification. We like comfort. Mm-hmm. We like things that aren't hard. <laughs> and, I th- and I think that's a, a big uh, differentiator between people that become successful. Not me. I'm still on the journey. But right, like, mm-hmm. like you have to be okay with these things. You have to be okay with being patient. You have to understand things take time and that you must build one brick at a time. And mental fortitude goes a long way, brother. You know this. Uh, telling your talking back to these thoughts and going, no, no, no. I can't do this. I can do yeah. today. I can do something. 
And and I, I really believe in talking back to your thoughts. I know that might sound weird. Uh, why would I'm you talk it. back to yourself? <laughs> but I think if, if your thoughts, are, your negative thoughts are coming from somewhere, if you have the capability to speak back to them and, and understand, yes, these thoughts are valid. This is a real fear or concern. But I also know that it's not completely practical. So I think a lot of our negativity and doubts and fears come from an emotional side of our brain. And this is not science. This is not me proclaiming to understand the brain so well. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, it, the emotional things are usually what drive the fear, right? Fear is an emotion. Uh, those yeah. are emotions. But logic, I think, is the, one of the best uh, counterattacks to fear or any negative emotion is logic. Okay, I understand I feel fearful of starting, but is that a logical fear? No, I have zero people listening, right? Or is, <laughs> I have zero customers on my website or whatever yeah. your thing is. You're starting from zero. So sometimes you have to fight those irrational emotional fears with logic, right? And sit there and maybe write it out and write down, mm -hmm. these are my fears. And then write down some practical reasons why they might not be logical. One man's opinion. I hope yeah. that's something I said there was helpful. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love that bit of writing down the fears. Because I think that as well, like once you... Even once it's written down, it immediately sometimes can become super ridiculous because it's like, oh, mm -hmm. this is like so obviously stupid what I'm saying here or like thinking, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's super powerful. What would your advice be to someone who's listening who might want to start a podcast? How, what would, yeah, what would your advice be to them? I think uh, as far as the, the, obviously the first step is you have to get yourself to a place to go, okay, I'm going to do whatever the first step is, I'm going to do it. Um, and I think the resources at your fingertips. So I don't think I, I don't think I would want to spend much time telling you how to Google how to start a podcast, right? Hmm. Um, for me, though, I think a, a, a wise thing to do if you want to start, start a podcast is obviously, you know, Google and research and find out the, the practical steps, which will take you 30 minutes an hour. But I think mm -hmm. more than that, you need to find out why you're doing it. Why do you want to start a podcast? What's the mission behind it? And then it, it's, it's easier when you do have those tough days, like I said, to remember your why. And I believe, again, I believe a lot in writing things down and looking at them and making that mental connection, right? Whether it's a whiteboard, a journal, um, I really believe that write down your why. Write down the first three things that you need to do, right? Just for me, again, I'm very big on just starting. Don't spend too mm -hmm. much time on it. Write down your why, write down a few things to get it uploaded to wherever or whatever equipment you need to buy and start doing it. Get on Amazon today and research what microphone you want to buy and just go buy it and mm -hmm. get your video infrastructure in place and then just record one. And I, I really believe in execution over everything. I've, in my experience, doing things will get you closer than thinking about doing things. Yeah, for sure. I think the most practical thing you could do is write down a few things and do them. Love that. I know you agree because of your YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, well, I need to make more YouTube videos. That's that's a story for another day. Same. Um, <laughs> um, I and then another question for podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. as much for myself to see if there's any any good tidbits I can get from you, and I can share any that I think of back. But any thoughts on how to? I mean, my thoughts are. Firstly, it's difficult to like thoughts on how to grow a following for a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert, so I'm still on the <laughs> journey with you, man. Like I'm still like, man, how do I make this thing bigger? How do I do? But I, 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 
again, I'm going to uh, revert to Gary's advice. I really think you have to just put out content. You have to, uh, whether you find some type of app that will clip it and will take clips from your podcast and put audio or a, a dubbing over it or whatever you got to do. Or if you just, like what I do is I just use Zoom as an infrastructure. I download it and then I literally just watch it, find the moments where I said, think I said something well. And I just cut it and I post it to my social channels. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I post differently on TikTok versus other platforms. I'm terrible at too many nuances. I post a lot of mm-hmm. similar stuff. But I think you just yeah. got to put out consistent content. I don't think I don't think there's much of a, a, a better strategy. Obviously, you can get into paid advertisements and there's obviously a million things you could do. Um, but for me, I just simply think volume of content and just practitionership because in my mind, this podcast is a long game, right? I'm going to hopefully do this until I die. I don't, yeah. I'm not like, oh, there'll be an exit strategy. This is not a business move. This is a me leaving a legacy move, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, the first two years are just learning. So for me, it's just consistent content and, and trying different things, right? Some of mm-hmm. them fail. Most of them fail. But every now and again, I gain a few followers on Spotify or on Apple. And I'm like, yeah. cool, I'll take it. Yeah. So I think it just depends on what what do you want to happen right like do you want this to become a thing then i think you have to put in the work to put out content you can put out mm-hmm. podcasts but you have to put in content around it because you know this i'm preaching to the choir you literally work for vayner media like <laughs> this is you've heard this for you know this you have yeah. to put out content on the internet to build awareness for anything in a 2021 world i think podcasts more than anything as well because i think like and I think that's why I'm beating myself up for not making more YouTube videos because I think that mm-hmm. to me is the like number one move mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it is like mm-hmm. cut down clips and maybe other f- videos on YouTube just because of how discoverable that is mm-hmm. and how search based and obviously podcasts people do search for podcasts but the search results are terrible sure. it's it's quite unclear how to rank in them it's quite difficult to get discovered purely as a podcast so I yep. think Having those short form things, be it a TikTok, something on Instagram, something on YouTube that's a, a cut down, those things I think are the the a big one because like you said, I think it is very hard to just organically if you just had a podcast and nothing else, I think that's a recipe for disaster because it's just like how are you ever gonna get discovered? Uh-huh, oh, you're cat. My kitty. <laughs> uh, hello. Star also guest star of the podcast this episode. <laughs> no, I totally um, agree with you, man. Who who would your dream podcast guest be? Other than Gary, you're not allowed to Yeah, Gary. that's everybody's dream. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, man, I I have on my whiteboard, and I know it sounds wild, I would love to talk to Kanye West. Nice. Love to talk to Kanye West. And not because I'm the biggest Kanye West fan of his music. I think he's a musical genius. I've never been one that... He's not really someone I've... Uh, I, I'm aware of Kanye, obviously. But he's not my favorite artist. He's not my top five favorite artist. But I think he's such a intriguing polarizing, divisive, unify. I mean, he yeah. is such a nuanced individual that I think I could pull out. Uh, and I am I would not, I have no agenda behind it. So I think I could have a great conversation with Kanye. And uh, I think it would be very interesting. <laughs> nice. Someday, someday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so then another, to, to move to another string in your bow, um. I think, if I'm not wrong, since since sort of Stats coronavirus. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Where is she? Aww. There she is. Hello. 
<laughs> All right, baby. Get out of here. Maybe not. <laughs> if, if you're listening to the podcast, you've heard the cat. You, you've missed the visual experience of seeing the cat, but you know. <laughs> I had to let the cat out of the guy, out of the door, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So if I'm not incorrect, since sort of. COVID all kicked off, you started a business. Was that yes, something that was in the works before or is that just purely since since Corona? That's an interesting thing because uh, business has always been something that I knew I was I was into, I was good at, I loved. Uh, my grandfather, all my, both of my grandfathers were always in business. I looked up to them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I spent the majority of my 20s running restaurants for a corporation. So I was always involved in business. I quit college very early and said, this isn't for me, put me to work. Um, so business has always been something I've enjoyed. I like growing businesses. I used to like taking over bad restaurants and fixing them and then turning them over. Um, so I just enjoy, I, I enjoy business, but I also enjoy the people aspect of business the most. Yeah. Leading teams, developing people. Uh, I really love developing people. Um, so anyways, uh, when I kind of took a break from business in 2016 when I left. I thought music was the path for me. Um, but I just couldn't run from my my uh, entrepreneurial urges, right? To do yeah. to do something business related, and I always saw the music becoming some type of business, um, and then it kind of found its place in the hobby side, um, and then I saw the podcast as being somewhat business. But I realized I I can't I kept I wasn't able to scratch my business itch with music or the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was still like yearning for like I want to build something an actual business, right? And and thankfully. I had some skills from the past. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to Gary for a million years, so I have mm-hmm. something in my ear. And then just, it was almost as if this flip happened and this switch was was flipped in 2020 where uh, I went, okay, it's time to get back to business, right? I figured out where music sits in my life. I now have a routine with the podcast, so it doesn't take a lot of my time. You know, mm-hmm. when, when at first I was kind of trying to figure it out, but now it's just a routine that I have in my week, so now there's more time. So I, I, it's almost as if the whole, whether you believe in God or the universe or, you know, it's almost as if the, everything kind of fell into place and went, okay, here's your time to, to do your own business. Because I left corporate world knowing I never wanted to work for another person again. I just, mm-hmm. I, loved, I loved the companies that I was with, but it, just for me, and I know Gary's talked about that some, that's why I relate to him so much, is you, when you have this urge, you, it's hard to work for other people. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do it, right? And I loved my experience. It taught me and it kind of put me in a better position to now do something for myself. But it was, it was the timing. It was um, uh, where I was in my life, you know, being in a, in a position where I could start my own business, right? Um, so it was, oh, it was just a, it was a beautiful timing and just something I've always desired um, and never have executed, right? And, and it, so it was just beautiful timing and, and a good time to execute, we're locked inside. I have more time. Cool. I thought I felt that was a good time to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so Kind Products is the business? Yes, sir. At, at Kind Products on Instagram for people to follow. Is that the... Kind Products. Boom. And so, and what, tell us about what's the business about? What's, mm-hmm. the, what's the crux of it? I mean, it's really just about designing and creating products that are impactful. Like I talked about at the beginning, I don't want to just build a business that will pay my bills for me again, not to knock anyone for me, that doesn't sound satisfying, right? I've had Mm -hmm. money. I've made money. I've worked for corporations. I've had my bills paid just fine. It's not satisfying, right? And I think, you know, and a lot of people, if you even tasted a little bit of money, you realize it's just a resource. It's just a resource. 
if you don't love what you're doing to make the money, it's, it's worthless. Mm-hmm. So for me, starting this company was, um, there was an opportunity, right, to start making masks. So the first product that we created was these Be Kind masks. It's a simple product, yeah. but it's impactful. And I can't tell you how many people I've had conversations with just because of the small statement, Be Kind. And so that's kind of the purpose of the company is we only want to make products that are going to, that people need and that will impact their lives, right? So we're not just going to go, oh, this looks like analytics say these will sell a few hundred thousand. <laughs> no, 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 no. We want to actually create products that are going to ha- build a ripple effect that when people use them, their lives are better, right? And I know mm-hmm. that sounds cliche, but I think sometimes the cliche things are the most true, right? Yeah. From a sample size of one, I know where I wore the Be Kind or whatever I do, wear the Be Kind mask, and I've had the same. I've gave my roommate one as well. Um, I honestly swear people are nicer to me. It's like <laughs> it, it's it's, and again, sometimes there's such obvious things, but they actually work or like have an impact. It's um, I do think it's funny. I feel like we've both since lockdown been on different journeys to sort of brainwash people in a way into being nicer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've been spray painting the word love around London and you've been uh, decking love people it. out in things that tell people to, to be kind, which I think is epic. What, what sort of, what do you, what are, what are your plans for the, for the business in terms of next steps? I know you just mm-hmm. ordered some, some new stock of the masks. So mm-hmm. if anyone's listening and needs a very comfortable mask that makes people be nicer to you, you should check it out. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, <laughs> I'm now just in the process of, researching and uh, figuring out what is the second product to launch, right? What is the third product to launch? So now it's just about lining up products and then launching each one in the proper proper release, um, but without overthinking it too much. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. So as far as building the business next, it's just, it's just a continuation, just like we we're talking about with the podcast, of doing things daily that are going to put you in a position long-term to be successful, right? Not the yeah. quick money, not... What is the highest ticket item I could possibly sell, right? It doesn't matter. What is the most impactful item I could sell that people will come back for and that people will look at the brand and look at the company and have a good feeling about it when they think of kind products. They do good things, right? Nothing more than that. I don't need, I don't want to build a billion dollar brand. I know that sounds counterintuitive um, and I want to build other things. I have a million ideas. I have a whiteboard that's overflowing with business ideas they have about seven businesses i'm gonna start um but this one i just want it to be an impactful business i don't need it to do a whole lot uh financial financially and i think for me that's the right thing because when i focus on money or like with the music when i focus on making something happen so hard mm-hmm. um it, it almost ruins my peace and it, it doesn't fulfill yeah. me so with the business i want to make sure that i my motivation is never profit and is never money because I know what I've had times in my life where money has uh, as having money has not been good for me. Right. It's almost yeah. been a negative thing to where that becomes an idol in my life. Um, so I, I want to build this company because I love people and I want to sell them some awesome things that impact their life. Amazing. Yeah. I think also like sometimes the, like when you, when you're trying to like force something almost to happen, I think the other thing is that you, I've been getting around some law of attraction stuff recently and some of the more woo woo stuff. But I do think when you're focused on, oh, I really want to like say it's followers. I want to get this many followers. I want to have this many sales or whatever it is. Kind of by doing that, you can almost attract the opposite because you start to focus on the fact that you don't have that. 
Mm-hmm. And then that becomes the narrative that's circling around your head is the fact that you don't have this thing. And then that's what you attract more of almost. 100%. Totally agree. So yeah, it's definitely one to be avoided. Yeah, when you're, when you're, fo- and, and you have to be very conscious of your thoughts, right? Like, I think we live in a world where we forget that life is lived in the mind, right? And if you're not, and created as well. 100%, right? You're the place you are living, the art around you, the clothes you wear, right? This has been a process of you creating this up here. And now this is a manifestation around you of what you've created, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if, when, when that clicks for people of, like you said, even if you're, you're not, your desire is not to focus on money or success or whatever, if, if that subconsciously becomes the focus of your thoughts, you have to be self-aware enough to check yourself and go, okay, this is not beneficial. How do I shift my perspective or the way I'm approaching this? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You seem very aware of your inner monologue and sort of Mm -hmm. able to catch yourself thinking certain things, which I think is something I constantly work on and sometimes can be okay at doing. But I think the more Mm -hmm. that anyone can do that, the the better they'll be, because the more you're aware of what you're thinking, ultimately, if that's where you're creating everything, that's like the more you're aware of what's going on, the better. How do you how do you cultivate that or how do you Mm -hmm. keep a focus on that? Mm -hmm. Uh, first, first of all, is this daily awareness, right? Like I journal, I write gratitudes down every morning. I try to be very intentional with what's going on in my head because I know that that will affect how my life is lived. It'll affect my emotions, mm-hmm. my interactions with people. What's going on up here is the most important thing in my perspective on life is what's yeah. going on in your mind. And, and how do you do that? We have to be self-aware. How are you self-aware? Again, I think it's like anything. You must put routines habits or things in place that will help you become more self-aware it's not a, a switch where you go i'm gonna be more self-aware tomorrow and then you wake <laughs> up and you're like oh my god i feel so self-aware <laughs> right like you must do things to to put yourself on a path whether it's okay i'm gonna start reading books about mindset or like you or law of attraction or put in things input things and create habits then from those inputs that will create routines that then lead to you becoming self-aware right and for me on my journey a lot of this i have to tell you was not always here it may have been mm-hmm. in here in the deep um but in my 20s i i i, I really struggled with a, a addiction a substance addiction mm-hmm. uh, i used a lot of i was a big alcoholic and then eventually started using hardcore drugs um and it was through that process of becoming sober and really diving deep and being introspective and going, why was I like this? Uh, how do I deconstruct some of these things I think about myself, which causes me to drink or that I, that I, the ways I see the world? How do I kind of deconstruct all of this and dive deep? So I think sometimes it's, it takes, just like anything, it takes a lot of effort and desire, whether it's mm-hmm. building a company, becoming an artist, or working on your own mindset and self-awareness and just internal health. It takes focus and time and, and patience, right? And, yeah. and there's going to be days where you're like, I'm never going to be self-aware. I'm never going to have a good mindset. Mm-hmm. And just do that thing again. Focus on what can I do right now today, though? I don't have to become self-aware today, but what can I do to put me on that trajectory? And so I think people will do themselves well to find out how do I input things that counteract the negative things that I'm focused on, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Love it. On the on the mask business, well, the mm. first product being masks, the uh, mm. impact business. Any lessons you've had, things you've learned, things you maybe struggled with that you managed to overcome, that's like become a lesson you could share. Anything like that? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, everything you do comes with struggle. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to be a, a, I'm not being negative, but I try to be realistic. Doing things that you want to do or, or chasing your goals or your dreams or trying to build anything is not easy. It's much easier to go get a nine to five job and just show up and do your thing and leave. And there's no responsibility after five. Mm-hmm. But, the, but when you're doing something or building something, especially in the beginning stages, you're going to hit a lot of walls. So I think resiliency is key there, is understanding there are walls that you're going to have to climb over, break through, go around. You're mm. going to have to deal with these obstacles. And uh, I think that's something that I, I, I knew with building the podcast, with doing music, but I was reminded of in this process is that you don't go from idea and goal to, uh, uh, to it manifesting immediately, right? There's, there's a, a time and a process and effort that comes in between idea and scaling of the idea or, or full scale or whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Fruition of the idea, tangibility, whatever the words you want to use. There's a, there's a time there where it's just hard. It's just having to put your head down and focus and realize, okay, this didn't work or this is frustrating and I don't really have an answer. Let me come back to that. I think it's just with anything is being able to be resilient and have the right perspective when things don't go your way and continue to move forward, right? Yeah. As long I, I still go back to that. As long as you are laying a brick a day, you're still building a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so if you true. lay no bricks, you're building nothing. Yeah. Or if you think about the fact that you might lay bricks tomorrow, you're also doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying at the beginning. Um, what have you been doing to market the, the business? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it just started as, as again, as an ex- executor. I just started it, got the LLC, started the business, and just immediately started posting about it. So for me, I, the first step was just get stuff out on social media, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know a lot of people would say, well, you need to have a business plan and you need to do this and this. I believe in execution. So mm-hmm. I just started putting, creating content and putting things out. And I, honestly, I need to still do better at creating more content and finding time and blocking out space. But for me, it was just start telling people through social channels, right? And then the next step is now executing you know, Facebook ads, YouTube ads. What's the marketing strategy behind it? So I think that's one and two is just start putting things out on social media is where I began. And then obviously part two is then how do you scale out using paid advertisement through the Mm -hmm. internet? Yeah. Yeah. I think one other key of what you've been touching on in terms of like, say putting out volume of content as well. I think the, the, and this is one that I'm sort of becoming more aware of in my own mind, which is part of why I'm speaking it out is like (laughs) the, the next step then I think is, is digging into which one of those things work well and which ones don't and Mm -hmm. understanding reasons why or ideas why and then testing other things similar to what may have worked well and figuring out what you know over time using all the content you're putting out as a source of data almost that then informs so then by the time it gets to the point where you're running paid ads you're already like okay well i know these sort of concepts or this creative or whatever it is does well so mm-hmm. I'm going to put the budget behind that thing that I've already seen get some traction. I think that's a, mm. I think that's a, a, a layer deeper maybe that people sometimes miss and that I probably sometimes miss too. <laughs> Same. I'm glad you said that. I mean, I ha- that's a, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that is looking, maybe looking back at social and going, what is working? What, what videos do people like? What are the trash? I'm glad you mm. said that. That helps me. 
I'm getting some free that's also, consultation. <laughs> that's like I think that's the that's the real power of when Gary talks about putting out a volume of content. I think maybe he doesn't express that second point as much, but the real reason it's not like it's not that if you just put out content forever without any thought that you're going to get the results. It's that when you put out content, figure out why things worked or didn't, then sort of base your next ideas off that and constantly build up a huge layer of overtime data and understanding of which things resonate with which people, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the real power of putting out all the content is all the learnings that you get that then feed the next go mm -hmm. of content sort of. Mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, that, that's, I'm glad you said that. You're right. He doesn't talk about that all the time um, or maybe ever, but I, that's fine. He's a busy guy. I'm glad you said that though. I think even not for me, first of all, that's just going to be helpful for me to have that in the back of my head. I'm glad sometimes, you know, we, we know things, but if we don't have someone tell us that or bring it to mm -hmm. the forefront, it's not a, it's not something that we're conscious of. So I'm um, thank yeah. you for saying that. Like that helps me. I'm glad, glad to hear it. I think, yeah, I think there's a few things that I've sort of, I think, yeah, I think like that, that cat's, that cat's coming cats in, coming in to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my track of thought, but the yeah. Anyway, I think we can go on to the next thing. I've got like I had the I had music podcast and and the business as three sort of subsections of stuff I want to talk about, and then mm. the last section I want to talk about is, and I think you've said this word a few times already, but I think it's something that you, I think have a really good handle of, and I I love your sort of the way you seem to think about it is mindset and how important mindset is, mm. um. First one I have on this section in terms of like bullet points to discuss is something that you said recently in one of your one of your clips from your podcast, which was do hard things and sort of encouraging people to seek out hard things. Just talk a bit about that and what your sort of mm -hmm. thoughts are there. So, yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, I do. I, I believe in doing hard things. Um, I, just what it just what you said is exactly what I mean. I believe that uh, growth comes from discomfort in life. Um, and, I, and, and I've heard Gary use it, and I use the same example. When you're, when you're lifting weights, what are you doing? You are ab actually tearing your muscle. And then in the healing process is when it grows larger. But you have to go through the pain of the dis and the discomfort of tearing your muscle. And that's how I think about mindset. If you want to make your mind tougher – then you have to put it through difficult things so that it heals and becomes stronger. It's the same concept. So if you're not doing difficult things that stretch you mentally, your mind is not becoming any stronger, right? So for me, I had this, uh, I had a stomach issue recently. Um, and so a practical way that I did hard things is I kind of, I almost had to go on a full liquid diet for several weeks and drink mm -hmm. only liquids, just juiced veggies and fruits, right? And water to cleanse my system of some of this, this stuff. And I could have not done it. Right. But it was, it was necessary to help. Right. It was the most practical, yeah. but it was very difficult, man. I like to eat food. Like, <laughs> so having to, the, to take the, the uh, approach of, all right, I'm going to only ingest liquids for two weeks, day and night. Mm -hmm. It was, it was difficult, but the mental clarity about four or five days in is, is kind of what inspired me to put out that podcast about sacrifice is I went, huh, mm -hmm. this just re this just reassured me that I'm right about the mind thing. 
right? Because about four or five days in, my cravings and desires for comfort and food slowly started to dissipate. And my, I could feel my mind becoming stronger. And I don't know the science behind that or whatever. But there is something to, again, it's the same idea of tearing your muscle. Your mind, mm-hmm. if you believe it is a muscle, right? If you believe that it's doing work, the harder things you make it do, the better it becomes. So that's my two cents on mindset. I think if you want to grow a stronger mind and become uh, more mentally, I, I, I like to use the word, if you want to gain more mental fortitude, then you mm-hmm. must work out your mind and make it do hard things to become strong. Yeah. Firmly agree with that. Um, what was I going to say? Damn it. Uh, I like your shirt, by the way. I like the double colors of the teal. Thank blue. you. Thank you. It gives me Saved by the Bell kind of vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> on the do hard things point, oh, that's what I was, was going to say. It is... How do you, I think we touched on this in in ways before, but how do you, when you have that voice in your head that's, when it is you're faced with something difficult and there's a voice in your head that's saying, oh, I'll just do this tomorrow or like, actually, I don't really need to do this, you know, or like, because that's the problem. It's like, we talk about fear and how all these voices in our head stop us and stuff. The thing is, when you talk about it in those terms, it sounds like it's such an obvious oh, there's going to be, I'm going to have the thought, I'm being afraid now, and then I'll think, but it's actually not, it's so much more subtle, and it's like, it's the the same voice in your head that's telling you the positive stuff, because it all sounds pretty much the same, Right. and it's very hard to discern how, when you're hearing those voices saying, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow, or like, oh, this mm-hmm. isn't that important, I can just leave this, I don't really need to do it, or maybe I shouldn't do this, whatever, maybe this was a bad idea, mm-hmm. how do you have those thoughts and then take the action anyway and still do it yeah uh i think this is something that my dad used to say to me all the time so uh for me i have to i have to ask myself how bad do you want it Mm -hmm. and 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 that worked well for me in sports right is you will get the results you work for and so for me just being a competitive guy somebody that likes to achieve right um how bad do you want it is it mm-hmm. worth you just, I'll put it off to tomorrow. I'm going to watch this show on Netflix. Is that hour worth of waste okay with you? Are you okay knowing that there are other people that didn't watch Netflix for an hour today and built their, they're doing the same thing as you, but they're not stopping. And for whatever reason, maybe they just don't have a lot of fear or whatever. So I think one thing is obviously you have to always constantly, I think whys are super important in life is why am I doing this? Because you're going to have to revert to it at some point, right? And, yeah. and also for me, something I've, I've realized is a lot of people, maybe not a lot, some people like Gary seem to be able to hold themselves accountable and they don't really need uh, outside accountability. But I think the majority of us benefit from outside accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's telling your roommate or one of your friends or someone you trust to hold you accountable. Hey, will you check in with me every day and make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Challenge me. And I think when you give other people permission to politely hold you accountable yeah. and right politely is the key yeah. don't be like hey man you're, you're supposed to, no 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 but if you let people kindly challenge you and hold you accountable i think that's a good thing to bring people into what you want to build right most people i don't think can do can scale their ideas and their dreams by themselves and i don't know if that's a good idea anyways you want to allow other people to be a part of especially if you believe in what you're doing let somebody else be a part of it 
you could be empowering someone that you that never would have had that from anyone else right so mm-hmm. i think accountability from outside sources is uh, will benefit you hugely in building things yeah i couldn't agree more on that one definitely i think yeah having people that you know are gonna even if it's just someone who's gonna ask did you do that thing like knowing that that's coming is definitely can can push you over the line sometimes for sure sure it's I think that's this... that thing is knowing it's coming i think to, to your point if you yeah, know yeah. every day this guy's angus is gonna bug me every day about this business it's almost you have to do it because you don't want to feel terrible when he checks in and you're like no nah, man i didn't <laughs> do it right yeah. it puts inspiration in you yeah very very true yeah accountability is a powerful one for sure Another thing you have been you you've talked about recently is, and I think again it's something we've unsurprisingly given sort of the the content we've been touching on it that we've touched on a bit. But you were talking about how life is lived in your mind, and I think it sort of comes down to some of that stuff that we were touching on about, like you know what you think manifests and that sort of stuff. But expand a bit on your thoughts on that and how how impactful our thoughts are and and what's mm-hmm. going on in our mind. I guess. Mm-hmm. Again, I think, I, th- I mean, I, I believe, right, the, the mind is the engine of life, right? If, if you were a car and I was a car, the, the foundation of that car operating is the engine, right? What is the foundation of us operating? I don't need my hand, right? I mean, I like my hand. Please don't take it. <laughs> but I don't need it to operate. Without mm-hmm. my mind, I'm just a vegetable, right? The, there's nothing happening. This controls everything. So I think this has to be the main focus of of the majority of time you spend on internal work. Obviously, it's got to be spent in your mind, right? This is where you process emotion. This is the engine. This is what's running things. So if you don't keep it well oiled and well lubed, if we're going with this analogy, (laughs) you don't keep the engine running well, the performance of the vehicle or you as the vehicle is not going to be a high performer, right? You will perform as well as the engine is, right? Like, if the engine is a, is, has issues and is breaking down and there's an oil leak and eventually it's going to burn out because there's no, you have to know how to become your own mental mechanic, I guess you would say, and learn how to deduce issues and then execute to fix the issues, right? Just as a mechanic would on an engine, you must become, and you're welcome to, again, use accountability and incorporate other mechanics or people to help you work on your engine, aka your machine, your mind, right? But you have to yeah. be able to deduce symptoms and problems and issues and then fix them to keep the machinery operating properly. And you want to have the best you want to have the best engine, right? Nobody's like, "No, I would <laughs> rather drive this Corolla versus that Lamborghini." Like, so, if you want to have the Lamborghini of the mind, you must put in the work. Nobody bought a Lamborghini off of a uh, just a, a thought, right? There must mm-hmm. be hard work behind it. It takes hard work to fortify your mind and become strong. Yeah, and I think reps as well, like another sort of gym analogy, but like, yeah, over and over again, like doing things persistently is so, so key to the building that as well. Speaking of persistence, you are someone who I think is very effective at being persistent, um, which I think is super admirable. Like I said, like just sort of showing up week after week and and like you said, sort of laying brick by brick. Um, and not necessarily worrying too much about what the end outcome or whatever it is, just focusing on what you can do and 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 that output, I guess. And and but maintaining that sort of persistence and and um, predictability, I guess. What's mm-hmm. how how do you 
for someone who maybe is sort of thinking about starting something, but they're afraid they won't be able to stick to it, or someone who's maybe started something before and then has let it fall by the wayside, um, any words of, of advice on how to how to stay persistent, even and how to, I guess, you know, get back on the horse if they fall off it in terms mm-hmm. of that? I really think a lot of it comes down to the people you surround yourself with. Um, for, for again, I don't. I think it's very difficult to do most of life on your own, and I've been guilty of trying to live my life on my own many times. So don't hear me mm-hmm. talking down to anyone. But I think it, 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 when when you need that, and and even if it's somebody like you plug in a Gary Vee or a Tony Robbins or somebody, sometimes you just need a little external motivation, right? Um, and also, if you're like you said, if you're somebody that has has failed at something or or fallen off, and you're like, ah, I just feel stupid getting back on. That goes back to your mindset, right? You have to work on why do I care so much? Because it's obviously an insecurity of I don't want to be perceived as such most of the time, right? Um, so I think really you have to make sure you're aware of why, do, why again, I know I'm probably repeating myself, why do I feel like I can't get back on the train or why do I feel like I can't start? Or talk to somebody and say, hey, can you process through this with me? Encourage me, challenge me. Help me process these questions because I'm scared of getting started or I failed and I'm really, I don't want to fail again. And that's very valid. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of life involves, involves involving <laughs> other people, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like uh, two minds are more powerful than one. And if someone's able to look from the outside in, cause you're in it, right? You're feeling the fear and the insecurity. But if you bring in someone else that isn't feeling it again, separating emotion and logic, they can speak some logic, hopefully, into your emotion. And I think when you infuse logic into your emotion sometimes, you're, especially negative emotion, you're almost able to diffuse the negativity and the emotion and infuse logic, which then I think creates a sense of peace and provides you an opportunity to move forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be my sure. two cents. Love that. Coming you towards the have end, other people in your life. Sorry to interrupt. You got yeah, other no, no, people no. in your life. That's just what I'm trying to say. There's yeah, and 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 I'm only sharing this because it's what I'm learning. Like l- literally, the past two years have been me learning. I can't do everything by myself, mm-hmm. and it's been a very humbling experience. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't tell you how beneficial it is to uh, bring other people into your life. Whether it's whether you're starting something or whether you're just a person that are dealing with emotions. And 2020 has been a lot and. And there's a million factors that could make you uh, feel any type of negative emotion, right? So I think it's just important to like bring out, bring other people into your life and, and give yourself an opportunity to process your emotions, your thoughts, your dreams, your desires. Process them out loud with somebody that really loves you. That's, that's where I would end that idea. Amazing. So yeah, coming towards the end, one question I just wanted to ask for my personal edification is, you've got lots of cool tattoos any good stories behind any of them or where did they where did yeah, they man. come from let's see what's the the coolest story um uh so so the the reason i have all these tattoos uh i guess not the reason is 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 appreciating art i've always been somebody just like you i appreciate art i love music i love art i love things that uh are expressive so mm-hmm. I would, I, all of my tattoos mean something. They're all very expressive. Like I have a prayer here that I learned in rehab that's really helped me. Um, I have some roses that represent my siblings. I have a few dates on me that are very important dates. Um, but this one right here on my hand, I don't know if you can see it. It's a mandala, which is yeah, yeah. E- 
equal in every direction, right? Um, it started out as a stick and poke that I did on myself with a needle and some pen ink when I was uh, inebriated in my early 20s. And it turned out terribly and uh, was just uh, an eyesore. It just turned into a blob of ink on my hand. And then it, it was covered up by a friend who was also inebriated and that didn't work out well. So eventually I went to somebody who was not inebriated and he did a great job. <laughs> but that one is probably the most interesting because just it just shows you just, just like in life, you, you can make mistakes and you can mess up and, and you can mess up with other people. But until you're dead, there's always hope and there's always, there's al you're always able to fix things, reposition, redirect uh, and and head in a different direction or a better trajectory. So that's that's kind of what that tattoo has always reminded me of. Is even though it began as as a huge mistake and a, just an eyesore and something I was not proud of, it's now turned into something that I'm happy about. Um, and it was the process of going from ugly and working through the murky, just like life, um, to coming to something that uh, I changed the trajectory of it. Right, I went to the right person eventually, mm -hmm. and it, it turned into something beautiful. So I think for this this one really reminds me of that. It's just life can be ugly sometimes, but until you're dead, it you can you can turn the ship and you can always head in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's a. I'm glad I asked that question. That's a great answer. And it is so true. Yeah, it's like uh, there's uh, just because the first version of something doesn't work out doesn't mean it's sure we're young. Second I mean, or third version. We might have 17 iterations of this yeah. ourself right before the end. That's OK. Mm -hmm. We have to be we have to hold ourselves a little looser, I think, and realize we're constantly evolving and becoming hopefully better and becoming different. You're You're constantly becoming a different version of yourself. So sometimes holding who you are right now so tightly is maybe not the best long-term. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing of like a lot of things. It's like a fear of failing that, that puts people mm -hmm. off trying things. But then I've, from my fair share of experiences of failing at things, you realize that it's not like you're back at square zero. You know, when you, you've, if you take steps and then you ultimately fail at whatever you're doing, like you're, you're, You've, you're somewhere that you weren't before because you've got all of the experiences of that failure, which means by the time you're going to the next thing that you're doing, you've, you're more experienced and more knowledgeable than you were. So it's like every step counts in some way or like builds upon things and, and adds to things, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, anything, even me, like I said, I was, a, I was an alcoholic and I made a lot of bad choices for many years. But those those choices ended up being things that built me into a better person, right? Mm -hmm. So like, so like you're saying, even and and I know that's not the exact same thing that you're saying, but any anything that's 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 pulling you or or straining you or that's difficult or or even a failure, the worst things in life are gonna put still put you ahead of doing nothing, right? And so maybe the addiction thing was a bad example, but I think you're right. Is Doing something is better than doing nothing because even if failure is a learn because you still were able to do something. And even if it's just overcoming fear, that's a win, right? Yeah. I think you are spot on there, brother. I think we agree in a lot of, a lot of areas of life. Well, I'll be honest. Um, so second to last question, what is your, I think you've touched on it, but what is your sort of long-term vision and, and aspiration in life? Mm -hmm. um 
as long as I don't die before this comes to fruition. Um, I just, I really see myself continuing to do the podcast. And the podcast for me, like I said, is a long-term thing where until I can't speak, I really don't plan on not doing it. So mm-hmm. the podcast for me is a lifelong thing that I look forward to leaving behind, right? I look forward to being able to have my kids listen to what I said 40 years ago and what yeah. my perspectives were on life that even if I somehow get taken out at some point prematurely, I still am, am putting out my ideas and my thoughts about life into the internet to live forever so that someday, whether in this life or when I pass on, people are going to be able to look back and hear what I had to say and hopefully benefit from it. So that's a, that's a legacy play for me, 100%. Um, I had somebody the other day, like, you should run some ads. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't run some ads because mm-hmm. that's what you would do. And that's beautiful. <laughs> but I'm playing for legacy with the podcast. I don't care. Yeah. I don't need it to make money. Um, and then... Like I said, I have a whiteboard filled with about seven businesses. Um, I like to start a rehab facility someday. Uh, I have several, Amazing. a bone broth company and just several ideas. Um, nice. So I just see myself continuing to work hard and stay consistent and uh, execute on my visions and my dreams daily. And then we'll see what the future will look like. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to see what it brings. Um, Thanks, man. And I'm sure I'm sure this won't be our last uh, podcast no. conversation on the journey. Because no, you I'm need to come on to my for, podcast. Yeah, you need to come I'm, on I'm inside the mirror. Time, for okay. sure. For sure. We'll make that arrangement after this. Awesome. Sounds unreal. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think I wanted to have you on because I see in you a similar streak that I see in myself, which is that sort of like you said that commitment to doing something for the long term and and not being and being divorced and not really caring from the outcomes of of what the short term are because i think that's a big winning success formula and i'm excited to uh excited to share more stories in the coming years as we uh progress our journeys same man well thanks for having me on i just want to say real quick man um just from somebody that's i'm face to face for the first time but i've been watching you I just want to give you massive credit, man. Like kudos to you. Like really, like I see you, I listen to the podcast. I, I, I mean, I listened from the beginning. I'm very, uh, I'm very curious and interested in your journey because, and I know it's not easy, man. I know even like you touched on, there's a lot of mental parts where it's what you see being put out by you. There's a lot behind that. That's a struggle. And for me too, there's days where I'm like, man, but kudos to you, man. I've seen you just execute and I know you work a full-time job and, and you work at a company that I know requires some responsibility. Mm-hmm. You are not the janitor. Um, I know you're, I think you're an executive at, at, I think one of probably the best companies to work for in the world from my outside opinion. Um, but I just know that what you're doing is not easy, but I want to give you some kudos and say, you're doing a great job, man. You really are. You're just, you're executing. And I think execution is over everything. So I just want you to know, I think what you're doing is going to be huge. I really do. I feel it. It's funny you said that. I have the same feeling about you. I'm like, this guy's going to win. I just (laughs) know it. I just feel it. I just see it. Right. Like there's just like that innate like connection of like, yeah, this guy's got it. So anyways, I won't rant, but we're manifesting. We're manifesting, bro. I appreciate it. I really appreciate the kind words. And I can only say right back at you because I think you're you're doing a lot of the same things. And uh, yeah execution and uh and execution testing learning will we're gonna get there it's uh it's gonna be a fun 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 game to continue to 100%. play <laughs> well thanks for having me on man i appreciate you I really do absolute pleasure um i think it's been a great episode i think lots of lots of really interesting things for people to to dig into and um so. now comes the point where there's always i don't know if you've heard me say this on other podcasts but there's like 
I'm just going to end it now to save save on editing requirements by hanging up. But then after I hang up, it takes about five minutes for me to get the email that says it's recorded. I mean, I can see the recording symbol. There's no reason why it wouldn't work. But every time I'm shitting myself now for the next five minutes, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be fine, Angus. We got this, bro. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Kyle David, it's been a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day. You too, my guy. I'll talk to you soon, love. bro. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Bye-bye. Adios. This has been the Creative Marketing Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week for another episode of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. On next week's episode, I'm not going to tell you who's on, and it's actually probably going to be nobody. (laughs) But in the coming weeks, there's going to be some great guests. There's going to be some great laughs. There's going to be some great stories. There's going to be some great fucking podcasts, and it's going to be wonderful. Um... I'm pretty giddy, it's quite late on Tuesday night and I realised quite late in the day that I had forgotten I had to record the intro and the outro listen, that's the energy I'm bringing I'm not judging myself and if you're judging me, go fuck yourself I'm just kidding, I love you Uh, if you've listened this far particularly you're a legend, you might as well tell somebody else to listen this far too, recommend the show to your friends, spread the word (laughs) harpangus.com just Stay classy. (laughs) I love you. Goodbye. Cheers.